Once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are the servants of the Most High God, who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned round and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. When her owners realised that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the, in the attack against Paul and Silas and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in stocks. At midnight, uh, about midnight, Paul, um, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prison was shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we are all here. The jailer called for lights rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the, of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptised. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning, St Michael's. I come to you from the park just up the road where you're joining me in my exercise. Now, I just wonder how you're feeling at the moment. Um, I wonder if you're feeling like you're really restricted and uh, you just want to get out and break free, uh, or you're feeling okay about the lockdown at this particular time. I know when I want to break free, this is uh, where I go, this is what I do. Um, running in the rain is something that I love and something that brings real freedom to me. But what do we make of these restrictions when we know that Jesus is the one who offers us freedom? I mean, how do we feel about Jesus' words in John's Gospel where he says, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free? Or Paul saying to us in Galatians chapter 5, it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. How do we reconcile this lack of freedom that we're feeling at the moment with the freedom that's offered to us in Christ? I think that's my big question. This 
this, this real wrestle that some of us are having at the moment over freedom that we see in the Bible, which we don't see in our lives at the moment. And it comes at a time when we're getting quite used to this lockdown uh, and being restricted and wearing masks and that sort of thing. Uh, it's just a couple of days ago that I was reading a story with my three and a half year old son and he looks at a picture of a woman wearing uh, just a dress and, um, and uh, nothing over her face. Um, I mean, just a, it's a biblical character from ages ago. And he said to me, Daddy, why isn't that woman wearing a mask? And it made me think, wow, we've got to the point where even our young children uh, have forgotten uh, what real freedom is like. They just got so used to these restrictions that we're living in. And as we wrestle over this question of freedom, I thought one of the great places for us to go to would be Acts chapter 16, which we've had read for us today. And this part of the Bible tells us of Paul and Silas's journey. They're in Philippi. They're going around starting churches and telling people about Jesus. And it's there where they're off to a place of worship and uh, a slave girl uh, who's demon-possessed keeps on interrupting them and shouting out these words of truth um, to people around uh, that Paul and Silas uh, have, have freedom and salvation on offer and they come from the God Most High. But Paul knows that this is just a distraction and so eventually in the name of Jesus he casts the demon out of this girl and she finds freedom. She turns from darkness, from demonic possession um, to light. She finds a new sort of freedom, um, but her master gets really upset about this. And as a result, um, he comes after uh, Paul and Silas and has them brought before the magistrates and they end up um, being beaten and chucked in prison. And these passages are, are, are ones that are so easy just to uh, flick past. Um, we read of them being flogged um, after being stripped and then they're beaten with rods and then they're chucked into an inner cell of the prison. Now, I just wonder how you would feel if that had happened to you. How would you feel if you had been flogged and uh, stripped? and chucked into prison. I mean, I, I'd feel pretty rough myself and I'd be firing off uh, against everyone who had treated me like this. But we don't see this in Paul and Silas. We see something very different. And this is what I want to focus on today, uh, how Paul and Silas find real freedom inside the prison. Their confinement in the prison doesn't mean um, that they lose their freedom because their freedom isn't found in their situation. Their freedom is found in Christ. And their response, in fact, is worship. And this is what we're going to talk about. But um, as I think about worship in prison, it brings me back to a time back in the day when uh, I was in Cape Town and I was invited to go into a maximum security prison called Polesmore, which is a place where Nelson Mandela was kept for a good amount of time. Um, and uh, I went to a worship service there uh, and it is amazing. The guy who was speaking was a chap called Mr. Daniels. He had been a police officer, but he had gone crooked. 
and so they had chucked him into prison and it is there in prison in this confinement in fact the prison that we were in in Polsmore that he found freedom in faith in Jesus and his life was turned upside down so he would go back into prison afterwards in order to encourage the prisoners to find the sort of freedom uh, in Christ that he had found and Mr Daniels spoke of Jesus and he spoke of the freedom that he had found to these prisoners and then the most amazing thing happened it is incredible um, we had a time of worship together and these prisoners who I was worshipping with were I mean, tattooed, hardened men and yet what I saw was something incredible. I saw them falling to their knees in worship, praising the God who they had found freedom in, uh, with their hands in the air and tears running down their cheeks. And I realised at that point, it was just so well illustrated, that their freedom that they'd found wasn't in their situation. Uh, it wasn't in their circumstances, but their freedom was in Christ. And so with that in mind, I want to turn to this passage again. And we find, first of all, that um, worship can be a weapon. You know, if you're badly treated, like Paul and Silas had been, you probably want to fire off and um, you know you can fire off against those people who have mistreated you but Paul and Silas do something very different they fire off worship and praise uh, thanksgiving towards God they want to put God in his correct place in their minds and themselves in the place that they should be in and so they're in this prison in the dark in the middle of the night in a time when they probably should have been moaning and groaning and upset um, and instead they praise God with all the strength that they have even though their feet are in the stocks and so they aim their they praise upwards and I think the first thing we need to look at is in, with, with worship as a, as a weapon is this question of, 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 of what do you do when you're in that sort of Paul and Silas situation? Do you just fire off at those around you? Or do you choose, and it is a choice, do you choose to fire off worship towards God? And I've got to say, we do have to choose to worship. So um, my favourite worship song when we are in the first lockdown was a song called I Choose to Worship by Rend Collective and there were times when I was feeling awful um, you know I was homeschooling three children with a pregnant wife uh, with Covid uh, absolutely exhausted and uh, I found myself getting grumpy but yet I log on to Spotify and play the song just over and over I choose to worship um, because worship is a weapon the second thing that we find is that worship is a witness. I don't know if you've spotted this before, but as Paul and Silas are worshipping God together, there are other prisoners who are listening in. And in fact, um, the, 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 um, the jailer um, finds out about Jesus as a result of their witness. Um, and he comes to faith 
and puts his trust in God and his household. We read three times his household uh, put their trust in Jesus as well and find freedom in him. And this um, brings about the, uh, the realization that it's, it's very difficult to worship God silently. Uh, it's very difficult to, to worship without other people finding out about it. Uh, as we worship God, um, we find that um, uh, other people naturally see that there's something different about us uh, because uh, worship isn't something that comes naturally to human beings. We complain normally. We don't worship normally. Uh, so people spot there's something different about us and they start asking questions. There's a, a couple in the church and uh, um, they're engaged, in fact. So they're in a bubble. And during many of the lockdowns, she has gone uh, to his place um, for our online church services so that they can watch together. Now, he's got a, um, a couple of housemates who aren't yet Christians. And they have um, not been willing to come along with him to church. Um, but he said the most amazing thing is that they're in a situation now where church has come to them. So as these two worship God together um, in the middle of the house or wherever they are, uh, loudly, um, as they join in with the St. Michael service, the rest of the house hears their worship and finds out that there's something different about them. And hopefully that brings them to a place of asking questions about Jesus. So worship is a weapon. Worship is a witness. And then the third thing it, that we find out here is that worship works wonders. It's while Paul and Silas are worshipping God that God sends a supernatural earthquake that hits home. And it's got to be said that earthquakes are pretty common in this, e in this region uh, and at the time. And so the fact that there was an earthquake wasn't anything impressive. But it is the fact that this earthquake was perfectly targeted to hit the prison, to blow the doors open and to release the chains that were holding Paul and Silas. Uh, that is the most amazing thing. And the result of it, the reason why we know that it is miraculous, was that the, uh, the jailer, who would have experienced many earthquakes before, comes running in, uh, trembling, falling at Paul and Silas's feet and asking how he can be saved. And the even greater wonder than that, I think, is that his household, him and his household, come to faith in Jesus as a result of this. And so I think these are some really good reasons why we should be worshipping God, even in this lockdown situation, or especially because of this lockdown situation, that uh, worship is a weapon. Uh, we fire off our praises towards God rather than firing off at those around us who upset us. Worship is a witness. As we worship God, people will see something different about us. And worship uh, works wonders. As we put God in his correct place through worship, as we glorify him and magnify him, we so often find that he chooses at those times. He doesn't have to, but so often he chooses at those times to do incredible things amongst us. Now you might be saying to me, Guy, give me some tips 
how can I get better at worshiping God during this time? And here are three ideas. Here's the first one, is that you invest in some good worship music. And it's got to be worship music that works for you. I mean, style just isn't mentioned in this passage. I mean, we're told that the hymns that, that Paul and Silas are, are singing, uh, they certainly aren't our contemporary worship music. Um, and they certainly aren't the traditional hymns that we sing at St. Michael's. Um, but they are singing hymns, they're singing worship. So find the worship that works for you and invest in some good albums, whether it's Wren Collective or Pat Barrett, uh, or it's, it's some of the oldies. Um, choose some worship that works for you. Uh, invest in a Spotify account or Amazon Prime or, or buy some CDs. Uh, you know, find songs on YouTube, whatever it takes. Um, but, but find some good worship that works for you, where you can praise God each day. So first of all, yeah, invest in worship music. Secondly, um, use the Psalms as a resource. My wife MJ and I get into a Psalm every morning that focuses us on praise of Jesus. So get stuck into the psalm. Start off with Psalm 1. It's a fantastic one and it's pretty short. And work through the psalms day by day. Use the psalms as a resource. And thirdly, join in with our worship at St Michael's. We'll have some worship evenings which we'll tell you about coming up in the future. Obviously we worship together on a Sunday as well during this time. Stand up if you haven't set up before. Just give it a go. Or, or put your hands in the air. Um, if you haven't done that before. You, you don't have to, um, but, but sometimes it helps. Uh, as we worship God with our voice, uh, we can also worship him with our posture uh, and how we use our body. So, so let's join in with worship together uh, as a family. Those are three ideas. Uh, I'm going to carry on my run because I love this sort of freedom, but I think my prayer is, and I'll pray it in a second, is that we find freedom in Christ as we worship him together and by ourselves during this time. That we realize, as Paul found out, that our freedom isn't contingent on our circumstance. It's rather uh, contingent on our, our heart towards God um, and, uh, um, and the knowledge that Christ has brought us freedom. So let's pray. Father, thank you so much for those truths. Thank you that freedom is found in you. And thank you for that freedom that Paul found in the prison. Thank you for the freedom uh, that those blokes uh, and in Cape Town found as well in Paulsmore Prison in you. And Lord, I pray that you would show us freedom. You'd bring us to amazing place of freedom as we worship you during this lockdown time, uh, both together and individually. And Lord, I pray that you'd bring more people to you and to a knowledge of you as a result, that, 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 that worship would be a witness, Lord, and that, that it would be a weapon as well, Lord, that we'd turn away um, from, from firing off at others and rather turn all of that energy into praise. And Lord, I pray that you'd work wonders as well during this time and that you'd free us um, and, uh, yeah, that we'd see your miracles as a result of, of this quality time that we have with you. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Well, I'm going to continue running through this park in the rain uh, because I love this sort of freedom and we'll chat again soon. All the best, family. Bye.